Welcome to the Young and Ambitious Show. Today, I'm in here that we're in the studios with Yao Inchi, Joel, and okay. then myself. The, our guest is the CEO of Abapa in Phonography. Like the, the name alone should give you something. Like Stay glued to your... Se- Joel, what, what do you have for us this week? What did you find interesting on the internet this week? Oh, this week, I came across... like Over the years, people have been trying to send money across banks as interbank transfers 
and uh, this is the first of its kind with Capital Bank, which just came into Ghana market or Ghana business world with um, um, interbank transfers. That where you can you can really do transfers from your um, your ATM account, like your ATM machine, in, using your Visa card or Mastercard. From the ATM, you can transfer money onto maybe a friend or a relative of yours of another bank. That's what um, Capital Bank is bringing on board. And the service is the first of its kind to be rolled out by the bank in the country. And it's, however, currently available on internet banking platform through Ghana Interbank Payments and Settlement System Limited. That's G-H-I-P-S-S, an instant pay platform. Capital Bank has, however, deployed the feature of all of its 37 ATMs nationwide. And the head of the digital banking bank, that is Mr. Atul Kwamina Wilberforce, said that the feature was very simple to use and all the customer needed to do was to select the receiving bank from the from a menu on the ATM and key, key in the details. So if you want to send money to, let's say, someone of any bank, uh, let's say, any bank, whether it's in it or UMB or whatever, what which, we have to which, do is... Which details like key in? You just have to key in um, that the details of the recipient and the transfer of the cash. Okay, okay. So the details of the recipient, the person receiving the money at the end, okay. just have to key in those things and everything is good to go. Okay. When she asked you about what's, what's like <laughs> what's been happening the week, I thought you start with your Accra trip and <laughs> you skipped that and straight went up to Cow Bank. Okay, anyway, also, uh, I saw something online. Okay. I think almost everybody has seen it. If you're taking like you are, if you are if you're excited about the tech industry, probably you've seen it, and that's uh, the, the CEO of Origin uh, coming up. I think it has been trending somewhere last week or last two weeks. He, he sponsored, yeah, he sponsored an ad about he coming up with an with with an app that can help you buy uh, prepaid online, and it's like it's amazing. And then I think just last weekend, ECG came out with a press release saying that. The app is not actually from them, and then customers or their customers shouldn't look at the app or they shouldn't patronize the app. So it's like uh, they are starving dude <laughs> at his back. I think I think it's very damaging. I must say because like this is a point where the government should at least support them. Because if something like this is coming up, the least you can do like the disclaimer was too harsh. Or probably um, Origin also didn't contact them or yeah. no, 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 brief no, no. them about it. No, no, no. The fact is, I... Uh, I <laughs> okay, you, you spoke to... You spoke I to spoke with Kane uh-huh. like, uh, along the week mm-hmm. uh, during my trip on the Techpreneur Stories. So when you went to Accra? Yeah, when I went to Accra on Tuesday. When you, you got lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke with uh, Kane, Money. Maybe probably we played that next week, but I'll tell you just, uh, just about it. I asked him about the EPP. Uh, payment system and told me that one day he was um, going out mm-hmm. and realized that um, a lot of people are queuing okay. just to buy prepaid, which is really, really bad. Okay. Very, bad. Very bad. Sometimes you can, uh, I really explained one before, he mm-hmm. even told us sto- uh, um, uh, just about it. Like uh, someone will go out, go and buy prepaid, they send a check problem. As a network, <laughs> maybe there's no light or there's some issues going on. Maybe it's a weekend. So you have to start yeah, outside. maybe it may be a weekend, Saturday. You have to wait till Monday before you get prepaid. Yeah. So you realize that as a techie, this is a problem that people are facing. Why don't I and my team bring up an app, app 
that people can sit at the comfort of their homes buy, to buy prepaid buy with ease. Prepaid, yeah. That's why uh, that's how the EPP system came but out. But one other thing is the the app isn't ready. But then the promo of the app got ECG pissed off. I, I asked him. I really asked him about if he has he made contact with ECG. And he said, yeah. though it was hard making contact with ECG, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, uh, uh, everything went through well. Yeah. But so, but from 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 my checks, he, he never contacted ECG. And ECG, I think last week they came up with an app themselves, an online platform. That's ECG online, if I'm right. ECG online. Okay. And then when you go to the when you go to that platform, it's like that platform is to come and rival what Keen is building. Wow. Come and rival what Keen is building. And then if you go to that app, it's a template ECG has just downloaded. <laughs> and then they didn't even mind to edit the template and they just put it out there. Because I, th I think they, they think they feel threatened. Because somebody, somebody oh, outside I, I was, uh, uh, I, the I office think. has brought out uh, an application. See, Joel, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's getting annoying. Like, everything, the Ghana government wants to steal it. I remember, like, a young guy brought out an app that was supposed to let uh, school children plant their own food, okay? Okay. It was about the food and agriculture something. As he was about to roll it out, the in, um, ministry, food and agriculture, they just took it from him. His initiative, something he has sat down to think about, that is the same thing that is happening. See him sitting down thinking about the inconveniences prepaid is causing, and then you just take his initiative like that. Joel. <laughs> like, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Don't get emotional. Don't, don't oh. get emotional. But I also think if Kane had talked to ECG, right, okay. and then made ECG, like, get a full support of ECG, like, all of this wouldn't have happened, right? For my checks, too, he did. And ECG didn't. He didn't talk about that. Yo, they need manual. So when they see something like that, it's just about stealing. Who? Or you, you've, you've not encountered ECG, something ECG like that. Has a lot, they have a lot of funds to see ecg this same ecg eh, there was a plant by tech students okay. who could actually use the trash to produce energy for them they were supposed to buy that plant and do what help the guys manufacture and then give it to them they agreed everything and then along the line they stopped okay. and then, then the guys didn't know where to take it to okay so it's something they've been doing See, yes, you are telling us that you've created a template and they didn't even yeah, bother they, to. It's really they've come up with a site, a site, ecgonline.com, and then there is a template. So, normally, those templates, the text in it is either Italian or something like that. They didn't even have it. <laughs> so, it's just there. So, I don't know if they are serving Italian clients now. I don't can tell. Can we move on? Okay. So, I also saw something interesting. I was an athlete in school, so let me flex my muscles on this yeah, one. Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah, so uh, this uh, week, I got to find out that the mighty Usain Bolt, okay, he's been overtaking, undertaking everything by an American athlete from the USA. Okay. And the surprising thing is he didn't even play second, yao. That's the most... Is it humiliating? No, was, it is not he because he's done a lot. He was, he was dead. <laughs> not bad. Not bad for Usain Bolt, yeah. Like his fans, some of us were really disappointed. We can't do the sign again. 
We can't follow Mahama. <laughs> okay. So, like, we are really disappointed about Usain Bolt placing third, but I think he ended his uh, athlete's career somewhere uh, if I'm getting it right, along July day. He said he's going for his last Olympic game and then that would be it, but he did something else and then he's now third. Someone has been able to break his record, but I'm not sure um, Glitton or whoever placed first year will be able to keep up with what Usain Bolt has done because he's had a lot of records that I don't think okay, someone can break it, but it will take a lot of effort for now, so have anything for us again? Nothing. Joel, what's up? Let's let's, let's get into your Accra trip. Accra trip. <laughs> How was it? Challenge. Tiring. Tiring. Lost. Tiring. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, um, it was my first time going to Accra alone. Alone, okay. Earlier on, we used to go to Accra, maybe church program, someone is doing a wedding, phone, I would go to Accra. Okay. But this time, it was my first. Let me start with Takradin. Mm-hmm. How I set off from Takradin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I learned for this faster. Okay. I mean, Ford buses are faster. So I took Ford around 6 o'clock at Akradi. Okay. I thought we had three people sitting in the bus, not knowing it was the driver. All right. After sitting for about one and a half hours, I realized, no, time is really, really... I, I'm getting far behind time, so okay. I had to t- uh, take Stambik, mm-hmm. which the driver was cool. Within about three and a half hours, I was in Accra around 12 o'clock. And here in Kanesi, I was lost. Where should I take a car? What car should I take? Right, you don't have Uber. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, Charlie, 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 I said, yeah, so, take you do. No, no, you have Uber now. I didn't say, some hot shiva, some hot shiva. You forget about certain things. So, but you, you but, remember to come on WhatsApp. Uh, and then be talking in a group. Oh, Charlie. So, uh, um, a woman directed me I should take Labonica okay. uh, uh, from J.B. Clute. Uh, we had a conversation. He said, I should use, I should take either Tessie or Laboni or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I took Labonica, got down at Laboni Junction. Okay, so you were, you, were, you were on your way to, to uh, uh, Impact Hub. Impact Hub, okay. That is at Aqua J, okay. uh, behind my church also. So, so uh, when mm-hmm. I got down at Laboni Junction, I was, I, I began asking. Um, uh, where is Aquaje Park? Even when the park was ahead of me, I was lost. You couldn't see. <laughs> I couldn't see the park. <laughs> so I got in Pat Harbour, Charlie. The place. The place. Taka need one. Mm. In Pat Harbour. But, but there are a lot of lot of communities targeting to build hubs. I think maybe they don't have the funds to do that. Like but, communities yeah. in Taka targeting. I can I can talk of Western Hub yeah. by Herbert and Co. Mm-hmm. Talk of Startup Takradi by Herbert & Co. again. Talk of iCode by Smart & Co. Yeah, lots. But I think funds is not kind of available. But, but Impact Hub is really, really nice. The place, super fast. Okay, so what, what do they do there? Um, it's a co-working space. Co-working space. Okay. Where, let's say, I have some ideas. Long, young ambitious can go for a trip. We want to hack some ideas. Hackathon. Okay. okay. Just think about ideas. You, can, you meet people. Someone can be a web designer, someone can be a photographer, you meet a person, discuss something, you bring up an idea to solve a problem. Okay. That's what they basically do there. So, so what, what do you go and do at Impact Hub? Uh, I want to meet Miss um, Megan McCormick, who okay. is the CEO of um, Dare to Dream. Dare to Innovate, rather. Dare to Innovate Ghana. Not a Ghana, Dare to Innovate. Okay. 
And um, she also works in the Hassan. That's where she does lots of her meetings and others. So I went there to interview her just on my entrepreneur stories, as I said, for August series. So we just uh, I interviewed her for some couple of minutes about her life and how she has gotten that far. Then from um, Impact Hub, I head to East Legon, where uh, where I met Mr. Kane, <laughs> Manny. Yeah. A lot of the, people the, call the, him the, the bragging CEO. Today the, no, he talks a lot. He is the co-founder. He's the co-founder. Co-founder yeah. of um, Origin Group. Okay. Origin basically have some subsidiaries, which you will be hearing about uh, the interview, the exclusive interview I had with him next week. Next week, okay. About um, Mr. Kane. Money. So from there, that's where I went to East Legon. Then I head back to Kanesi to pick a car back to Takradi. Uh, okay. So tell us about what you are having for tech trends today. Okay. For tech bar segment okay. this uh, month, we did the last series that we'll be doing on uh, season two of the Young and Ambitious show. Okay. And as I said or promised last week, that this August is solely for techpreneurs. They tell us their stories, how they made it, even their life stories, okay. uh, how they started their business, the challenges that they went through, and a whole lot. Joe, how easy is it for you to get to them? Hmm, it's not it's not that easy, but the fact is, in this world now we live by networking. Okay. Uh, I spoke with that my sponsor, that JB Cluchy, okay. uh, the CEO of JB Cluchy Ventures. So I spoke with him. That is about two months before this month. I told him that I want to do a series for August called Techpreneur Stories. Okay. So I need techpreneurs that maybe he, he know or may come across. Okay. And he told me about uh, two people, that Kid Money and Miss Megan. So I did all that. I have to do the research about them, speaking with them on WhatsApp, through email, on phone calls, and etc. Okay. Then uh, I set everything up to meet them. So for August, it's basically about entrepreneur stories. Okay. You'll be having, you're lucky to have one foreigner, that's the Miss Megan, who is not a, a Ghanaian, she's an American. Is, so, she, is she the one we are going to listen to? Yeah, she's the one we are going to listen to and within some few seconds, we'll be playing uh, the discussion that I had or the interview that I had with her. Okay, hello. Um, we are welcome to the technology bar segment of the Young Ambitious Show. Young Ambitious Show is a youth entrepreneur and business program where we, we dream of inspiring the next generation of business leaders. As I've been saying that um, for August, we'll be doing technology, techpreneur stories, where we meet uh, techpreneurs in the in Ghanaian industry or Africa or the world as a whole to tell us more about how they made it in life. With me here is Miss Megan McCormick of Dare to Innovate. Please, Ms. Megan, can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, so as you said, my name is Megan McCormick. Um, I'm sure you can hear in my accent that I'm American. And I came over to West Africa for the first time in 2011 as a Peace Corps volunteer stationed in Guinea Conakry. And I think that's really where this um, whole journey started. Um, during my Peace Corps service with some of my local partners as well as some other volunteers, we founded Dare to Innovate as a youth-led movement to end unemployment in West Africa through investments in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. If you can think back to 2011, it was 
a long time before a lot of people were really talking about entrepreneurship or using entrepreneurship in geographies outside of New York or Silicon Valley. And so we set out to be something really unique and new, which was to start a social business accelerator in Guinea where no such program existed, as well as start the first seed fund for startups in Guinea. Um, and to this day, we're really the only stable source of seed funding for, for entrepreneurs in Guinea. Throughout that journey with Dare to Innovate, we realized that we understand how to get an unemployed youth to the point where they can start a business. That's figured out. There's processes, you inject the right amount of capital, the right amount of mentorship, the right training modules, and you can do that. But what nobody has really figured out is after the first six months, what do the next 18 months look like? And how do we coach that entrepreneur so that they can continue to thrive and grow? And so that's why we created Oze, which is a for-profit company that's partially owned by Dare to Innovate. And Oze is a business insights engine for small business in Africa. Um, and that's what I'm here in Ghana testing for uh, a release hopefully before the end of the year. Okay, so for how long have you been in Ghana? I'm so new to Ghana, so this is my second month here. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I came last December, uh, about a, a year ago now. Yeah, a year ago now, um, when we started really getting serious about launching Oze, we started testing it in Guinea and Benin, and we found that the market just wasn't ready for it there. Um, the smartphone penetration is really low, the cost of data is astronomically high, the network's bad. And so we knew that we wanted to stay in West Africa, but we weren't sure which market we wanted to go to. And so we created a table with different things that we were assessing. So size of the market, smartphone penetration, number of small businesses, cost of data, among other categories, and compared um, both the availability of tech talent and compared countries such as Ghana, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, to see where we wanted to launch this OSE product, and Ghana won. So last December, I came to Ghana to spend a month um, doing ethnographic research with small businesses and running co-creation sessions where we could turn those observations that we were having through the research into first insights and then attributes for our product. So that was the first time that I was here, and then I came back um, this month to take the minimum viable product, so the, the new functioning app that we've built, and actually put it in the hands of users for the first time. Okay. So outside with the, um, what's your, um, one, one or the other subsidiary that we have? Yeah, so Dare to Innovate is a nonprofit social enterprise. Okay. So we operate as a business, but we invest all the profits we make back into our social mission. That has some really great benefits. I think that it allows us to make choices that maximize our impact, but it also has some drawbacks. Um, I think one of the big drawbacks is that it reduces the type of investment that you can bring into the business. You can't give equity in a nonprofit. And so people who really want to um, Get, a, get some skin in the game of the growth that's happening in Africa right now, they're not interested in investing in a nonprofit. Um, the other thing is, I think there are too many nonprofits in Africa. I think um, true development is really driven by a responsible commercial sector. 
And that's always been our vision. So we see nonprofits as, we say pepinaire, I think in English it's tree nursery, um, for commercial social um, enterprises, so for-profit social enterprises. So you can do a lot of research as a nonprofit, you can test hypotheses as a nonprofit, you can pilot as a nonprofit. But once you find things that will have a big impact and can actually generate profit, I think the responsible thing to do is spin them out and model them in the for-profit way. So we also have SparkRide Ventures, um, which has many different um, initiatives underneath it, but they're focused mainly on um, commercial activities in the agribusiness sector, as well as um, consulting and training for big corporations and large NGOs. The, we take a, a studio venture model at Dare to Innovate, and we see Dare to Innovate kind of as a holding company for innovative um, social impact companies and social impact nonprofits. So um, we try to make it so about 50% of our portfolio is us investing in other people's ideas and other people's businesses. So we've invested over $160,000 in youth-led startups in Guinea and Benin. And so we have our hands in many pots there, helping these businesses really grow and create huge impact in education, public health, food security, et cetera. On the other side, we find opportunities that we think our team is best suited to take advantage of it. And so that's where things like OSE and SparkRide Ventures come. And then once they get past the idea phase, then we spin them out and, and create an individual entity for them. Okay, so um, how would you like to um, form a team for this dream? Ooh, okay. So the, the team formation happened a long time ago at this point, um, but the team is growing. And I think that's both a huge opportunity and also, honestly, a big challenge. Um, so our original founding team was seven Peace Corps volunteers and two um, Guineans. And we really came together. We, the Peace Corps, you're in training for about 10 weeks, I think. And you're so new to Africa and the type of work that you're doing, and you have all these big aspirations and dreams. And so we would have all these conversations about really who are we and what are we trying to accomplish. So when I had the idea for Dare to Innovate, I like already knew like, okay, I can ask these people and they're gonna wanna be a part of it. Um, so that's the first seven of us were just seven Peace Corps volunteers who were geographically co-located. Um, and then local partners who I had been working with for over a year um, as a Peace Corps volunteer. Now there's been a lot of change in the team because that was in 2012 um, and it's been quite a while. And we have nearly 30 employees now, um, either full-time or contract workers. So we're constantly recruiting new people. I think part of the, the challenge is that there are so many talented unemployed youth and you can have a big social impact and also staff yourself very efficiently if you can find the people among this group who are really talented and really ambitious, but because of you know market context, haven't found work. So you get these really great people for a price that a startup social enterprise can afford, but also in a lot of cases, you are their first real professional experience. 
So you're always having this tension between, I need to move fast, I need to do things perfectly, I need to do things well because we're a startup and we're trying to establish who we are and we never have enough resources, balanced with a constant need for professional development and training so that your employees grow as the company grows and their roles grow so that you don't have to wait till you get really big one day and now bring in you know, executives who are Ghana or Sudan or Benelis, but have studied in Europe or worked in America. We really want to invest in, in local talent. So that's been some of the challenges, but new people to the team always bring fresh perspectives and new ideas of how to do things better, and we've really, really benefited from that. Okay, do you have any competition? When you came, did you meet any competition? Here in Ghana. So I like to say that here, um, as well as in Guinea, with all of our products, our biggest um, competition is maintaining the status quo. Because, I mean, I think that's what makes West Africa, the West African region so exciting as a market. You are really competing against yourself and your ability to overcome barriers to deliver a great product. Um, you know, in some places the market is saturated. Um, I wouldn't come in here and try to start a new teleco on a shoestring budget because that need is pretty well met. Um, I wouldn't try to compete with, with, I don't know, is it Milo, Milo, the, the powder that's everywhere. But things like business services or financial applications, like that need is not met at all. And I would love if there were 10 other companies here in Ghana trying to do what we were going to do so that we can push each other to get better and so that we cover the needs of the entire market. So I don't really see competition here, except in activity. So, so many businesses out there today just operate and they don't know if they're making money, they haven't grown, they're living a little bit like cash to cash. You can't even say paycheck to paycheck because they're not formal enough to be paying themselves a salary. And they've lived like that. And so it's really easy to just keep living like that. What we need and what we're competing against for Oze is for people to say, my phone is not just something to WhatsApp and Facebook on. My phone is a computer, it's a business tool, it's something that I can use to improve my performance. So if I open this application and put my transactions in and look at the, the analysis and the recommendations that are coming back and act on it, then I can improve my business, I can have access to credit, I can grow. But that's a big behavior change. And no matter where you are in the world, um, no matter who you are, how educated you are, how ambitious you are, behavior change is something that's really hard to do. Wow, I really, really, really love it. Especially by the OZ, when I, I, I posted the ads on Facebook and on our um, WhatsApp application, people were like, how will I use this? Um, how can I use this application? People were really engrossed with what I said about the app and they want to. And the fact is, the reason why um, I don't want to uh, put other brands in shame also, uh, the reason why I moved from Android to Windows powered devices because of the business aspect. Mm -hmm. I can really, my phone works as a, a, a phone, a smartphone, at the same time a computer. I just do everything on my phone. And I think Jose has really, um, it has a great future in Ghana and in Africa. Though there's more work to do. Yes, like this phone that I have. Okay. This is more powerful than the first computer that I had in my house or in my school or in my office. So, and I mean, I don't know how much this costs. I have so many phones. 
Um, but I bought a smartphone here um, when I got here that costs like 250 CDs. Yes. And that's incredible. Like we are at a point in time where, you know, I, I'm not naive, so I'm not gonna say everyone can have access to a smartphone, but there's these huge segments of the population that could never afford a computer or that would never be able to uh, prioritize a computer other, over other needs based on how expensive they are. But the 250 uh, CD smartphone can get you the basic functionality of the computer okay. at something that is really... Welcome back, uh, my lovely listeners. Um, we are ending, I'm ending the um, interview for a short while as we continue to the other segment. But for a full, uh, for, the, for the full exclusive interview, just log on to our website that's coming week on www.yashowgh.sukuponex.com. And you get all the full, the full um, um, interview that I had with Miss Megan as well as the review of the, uh, the mobile application, that's the OZ application she was talking about. Okay. It's out there on uh, Google Play. Mm-hmm. So just go to Google Play, then download the OZ app. And uh, I'll be posting the full review, that's the video review of the application on the, our, uh, our blog too, that's the YHO, gh.sukuponx.com. So just visit our page for more of the interview that we had. Okay, so listening to her, I... One thing that uh, resonated was there's potential in Ghana. Yeah. Because she was looking for a market, okay, before she came to Africa. Yeah. And then she pitched together Benin, Guinea, Ghana, and Nigeria. And apparently Ghana won. Yeah. For her target. And it's all about technology. So I think listening to her, we have potential. So why don't we concentrate on that field and then make a living out of it? Okay, so that was Joel bringing us the tech bars this week. And this uh, episode is all about his entrepreneur stories. So you'd stay in tune with that. And he, he will feed you with all of that on our page as well. And stick and stay. We'll be right back to continue with the interesting segment called The Entrepreneur, where we'll be having the CEO of Abapa. In phonography with
Hello and welcome back to the Young and Ambitious Show on Radio Premier 100.5. And it's time for the Young and Ambitious Show Entrepreneur segment. And today, as I told you earlier, we are having the CEO of Abapa Infonography. And then we we'll want you to allow us to get to know you. Who, who is the CEO of Abapa Infonography? The okay. name, school, like, let us know you. All right, good evening to all the listeners out okay. there. Um, my name is Francis Corbena Apa. Okay. Yeah, um, I was born on Tuesday, so I'm a Corbena. And um, my photographic name, you can call me the Infonigrapher. Yeah. Um, I'm the firstborn of three. Okay. Um, those behind me are all ladies. Okay. Um, I went to Bethel Methodist JHS. Then to GSTS. Then to GSTS. Uh, I think you know. I know about <laughs> that because about he me. he makes a lot of noise. Oh, I know you. <laughs> but like we are just trying to tone things down. Okay, yeah. I understand. <laughs> and then from there, I went to IPMC. Okay. It was there that I came up with the idea of starting my own business. business. In fact, Abapan Phonography is my second business. Wow. Yeah, my first business is Manaplus. I've heard of that. Yeah, Manaplus is into graphic design, branding, okay. Okay. and IT services. Okay. So, Abapan Phonography, that's my second business. Okay. Um... Um, I'm, I'm 31 years, actually. Wow. I'll be 32 in December, God willing. Wow. I'm sure my physical appearance doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> We're actually discussing that. Okay. We thought uh, Amor will be much older than you. Uh, that's the issue, but I'm older than him. Oh, okay. Wow. In fact, I'm older than quite a number of people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so basically, that that is about Mr. Francis. Yeah, something small about him. Okay, before I'm we single we, actually. Oh yes, yeah, so like all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, be, I'm single and not ready to mingle. Okay. That is. Yes. Okay. Right. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we move on to anything, the name alone. The infonigrapher. Like Abapa infonography, it's 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 unique in itself. What 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 led to the name? Okay, um, this this goes down to how my photography actually started. started. My photographic life actually started. Okay. Um, I wasn't an active photographer. I was just taking pictures with. A device called Samsung Galaxy Zoom. <laughs> wow. I yes. know that phone. <laughs> I actually met a friend who showed me that device. And there was a cool feature in that device where you can actually zoom in yeah. to any object or any person far away. And you can actually capture a very good image of the person. Okay. I was that that feature caught my attention. I was teaching at that time, so I had to save and buy that same device. Okay. 
that same device has um, a few advanced device. Um, that same device has a few advanced features okay. that you can actually find in a DSLR camera at this time. Okay. And because I was new to it, I went to YouTube where I learned photography. And okay, so you actually learnt it from there. Yes, I learned photography from All YouTube. All that goodness that comes with your pictures. Everything. Yes. Okay. I guess the creativity and the creativity was there. Okay. I didn't know I had it actually. <laughs> I had no intention to become a photographer. Wow. In the first place. Wow. But because I was probing deep into these advanced mm. Um, settings and features and stuff like that i ended up loving the the whole oh. thing so it was a hobby okay and eventually became uh, a part-time job because okay. i was doing it part-time to mana plus okay. but then um at a point in time i helped a friend mm. who was in need financially and years later god blessed him and he had so much so one day i went to visit him and um before i left he told me hey there. i should give you this amount of money wow and the amount of money was huge so the first thing i had to do was to buy a dslr camera my okay. first camera i had a friend in ukraine who was coming to Ghana, so I made him buy... Gustav. Yes, Gustav. You you know him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I never knew him. <laughs> He's actually my student, but yeah. uh, boys, boys. Mm, I understand. Yeah. GST, GST. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was the one I gave money to, okay. and I got my first DSLR camera. Now, I call it Abapa because mm. in our local dialect, something good is pa. Okay. And the Abba is good uh, seed. Seed. So, good seed. Mm. You know, it's a seed of money somebody sold, sold into. into your business. Yes. He actually sold it into my life. Okay. And okay. then I used it for my second business. Okay. I call it Abapa because, you know, in the Bible... The parable of the sower mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ told us about. Um, there were seeds that fall, fell along the roadside. Others fell into tongues. Yeah. And then there was this one that fell on good soil. And that actually grew. If I decide to go on this line mm. and use the name Abapa, then it means that my business is actually going to grow and out of one camera i've been able to build up a studio with lots of equipment and by the grace of god more are on their way coming, coming. Wow. so i called it abapa because of the seed that somebody sowed into my life wow. apparently i have actually done that to him or for him and that was god actually mm -hmm. so the infonography aspect um is where I just brought in some small something. Something I, to center on the photography I, aspect of it. I have this 
Um, how do I call it? I always want to be different when it comes to doing things. Mm. I don't want to do things the way everybody is doing it. Yeah. I will always find a way of doing it differently, mm. even though it will be around the same theme. Yeah. So everybody is using images, pictures, mm. photography. I was thinking, well, why did I come out with something different, mm. something cool? And I like the local dialect too, because mm-hmm. it's rich. So I just switched the photo with Infonyu. Okay. But before I did that, I actually spoke to an elderly person okay. who was fluent in the Fanti language. Mm. And I asked him, what is the name of photo in, uh, I mean, how do, you call, how do you call photo in a local dialect? And he said, the, the explanation he actually gave me was that one picture is an phony. Okay, so there's an N. Yes, there's an N Y I. Oh, okay. And sorry, N Y N N F O N Y I. And phony that is for singular. Okay. And then when it comes to plural, it is um phony. That is M F. So you are learning. Yeah, you don't know how to speak fancy. Pay attention. Yes. Yeah. So, I. I took that up and then added it to the graphic okay. and made it in phonography just to just to be, be different. different. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a very powerful story behind a very powerful name. Okay. You you were saying something like you learned everything through YouTube. Yeah. What's that one thing after coming into the industry, being um, great to yourself, shining and brightening your kana? Like, what's that one thing you would have loved to know before coming into the industry as a photographer? Well, um, can I even think of one? Or the mean. Well, what will it be? Because we had a photographer here, and then even though he went through school to learn photography, he still said he wished he knew about cameras. So a lot about cameras so what what will yours be i can't actually think of any because okay. um the passion was there mm. and i think the natural instinct too was, was there. there okay but i can actually tell you i spent a lot of time learning, learning okay watching videos going on social media looking at what people have done mm copying them as many as I could, could. sitting down, just analyzing the pictures, imagining where the photographer stood and if there was any lighting system involved, okay. how they were placed and so on and so forth. I I, I, I studied extensively. Okay. I was doing a lot of research. Okay. Uh, I can't actually think of what... I wish I had, yes. Okay, Okay, so listeners, that's that's it from uh, Mr. Francis. He didn't use his time browsing through social media, wasting time. He used it to learn a trade, an art. That's the art of photography. And it's really gone a long way to help him. He has two businesses now. 
Okay. So, Mr. Francis, what what about whose work has really influenced you most as a photographer? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> uh, with my Samsung Galaxy Zoom, I I was taking pictures for free. Okay. A friend's wedding, I'll go and take pictures. With the phone? Yes, with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's creativity. And the do. phone was... The phone is an Android-based mm. uh, phone, cool. so you can share it on social media, mm. Facebook, WhatsApp, and stuff like that. So, make sure then I'll share it on our pages. I'll put them on Facebook, um, WhatsApp, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, eventually, a friend of mine contacted me for her christening photos mm, mm. naming ceremony yeah that was my first time i had a contract professional professional <laughs> <laughs> so i used my samsung galaxy camera wow. to do that job wow. and i can say that from where i sit now i look at those pictures and i i know i could have done better, better. the Clients wasn't really happy mm. because even though some of the shots were good, okay. but she really wished I could have done more. Um, what saved her was that her mother had actually contacted another photographer. Okay. So these old-time photographers, mm. one of them came around and then took pictures. So she was <laughs> safe. But I had to beat myself because of that. Because I really wanted to impress, mm. and I actually thought I impressed, but uh, Your best the wasn't impression wasn't there. good at all. Okay, okay. And what she said actually struck me. Um, that is what actually challenged me to Do start doing more. Okay. She said that if she knew, if she had not listened to her mother. Mm. And Chawabako. That's deep. <laughs> that, that's that's how many years back? That mm. should be. This was in 2014. Uh, yeah. I think about three years ago. Okay. And surprisingly, the kids turned four years. Uh, and you, you were just. Back there. You were called. No. <laughs> I've actually been called after. Okay. But the kids turned. Is it four years? Yeah, four years just yesterday. Mm. So I think it was four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it really struck me. So I started challenging myself mm. to actually um, do, do my best okay. and become the best eventually. Okay. Um, after that, I think a year or two later, they called me. I went to Accra and took pictures of these two kids. They okay. were twins. Okay. So I went to Accra and took pictures of them, at least. That consoled me to, <laughs> to the fact that they were not actually pissed off. Okay. But um, it's obvious that I have done my best sure. ever since yeah. and to upgrade myself. Okay, okay. Um, speaking of um, after... Uh, the person giving you that money bought your first camera. 
Um, what actually was your first camera? I bought a 60D Canon. It's a Canon EOS 60D. Um, this camera is versatile. You can do both pictures and then videos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So before we move on to anything, I told you I don't know much about you, but apparently I've been following every time. In Takradi, a lot of what? The photographers don't do a lot of maternity photo shoots. Yeah, he's laughing. He he knows what I'm about to ask. Okay, so like he posted pictures of a lady we all know. She's been on the show by name withheld. Okay, and then the pictures were powerful. Like all jokes aside, interesting. They were really powerful. I don't know, but they told a story. Immediately you look at it, okay. <laughs> and then uh, days later, people came on his page. I was I was scrolling through. I didn't even like it. I don't want trouble. Like people were bashing, trolling him that he's Christian, and they didn't expect that from him. No, it's not nude. Like she was covered up, like in. Uh, how do I put it nicely? Eh, it was nice. She, <laughs> she had a white robe mm-hmm. on her and then like a baby bump, like you could see it. Okay. Yeah, then some nice lights and then blending background and all those, things. Those like, acts. yes, <laughs> thank you. How did you take that? Okay, um, I took two pictures. Mm. Oh, let me see. I showcased two pictures. Mm. One of them. She was half naked. Mm-hmm. Um, she was wearing a bra mm-hmm. and panty. Mm-hmm. That that was all. Okay. And then the second one, she was wearing a white shirt. Mm-hmm. I think that is what you saw I as saw. the robe. Is, it, is it still on your? Is it still like on your page? <laughs> well, some of us want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you go to Facebook and Instagram, they are there. Still there. It's still on Facebook. Yeah, they are still there. <laughs> I'm checking. <laughs> Okay, so um, she was wearing a lingerie mm-hmm. for the first shot, set of shots, mm. and um, she's a friend of mine. I had to seek her consent, mm. and then I made sure that her husband was also aware, even though he wasn't around. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to clear any form of um, uncertainties uncertainties and I don't want trouble. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told myself I wasn't going to take any nude picture Mm -hmm. ever in my photographic career. Why? Why? Yes, because I know that a lot of photographers are taking advantage of the ladies and having sex with them, which is very, very bad. I think some of the ladies also like it. Yeah, I learned. I learned. Uh, I was speaking to one of these photographers who, like, kind of, is into nude photography. But he says the ladies like the nude pictures. Yes, but I told myself <laughs> I wasn't going to do anything like that. So you don't want trouble. I don't want trouble. <laughs> but you got one. Yes, I got myself into trouble. Okay, so how did you take it? Um. Well. She wasn't completely nude, mm. so that saved me. Mm. 
at least she was in clothing yeah. to some extent. Uh, I'm a man. <laughs> I have I have feelings. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm also strong. Okay. I believe that the power of the mind is is is, is what worked. Thank you. Um I'm not going to bring any Holy Ghost stuff here. <laughs> yes. We need it. Even though I know that self control was one of the things that actually saved me. Okay. Um, are you are you going to do a maternity shoot like that again? Yes, of course. If it comes up. If it comes up. Yes. So Takadi, you are listening. <laughs> First off, in the studios of Radio Premier, he's going to do another maternity. Your sister is pregnant. I'm my wife. <laughs> Your wife. Wow. How, how how did you take the whole like the bashing and how did you take it? Um, it was really hard for me. It was hard. Yes, it was but. It was harsh. Before I posted the the pictures on Facebook, I preambled it with a certain post. Okay. Um, I believe that most people read that post. I told them that well, I I a lot of people are asking me if I'm going to do nude photos. My next post is going to be how far I will go in taking nude photos that was my preamble so i put that on facebook before i posted the pictures and when i posted it i said this is how far i can go you can actually see the model or the lady in bra and panty what i was showcasing was the protruding the bump yes the bump that's motherhood exactly and with maternity photos, mm. you can actually document someone's pregnancy yeah. from day one or zero uh, months until they deliver their baby. Okay. That was the whole idea. Mm. But she was, I think, seven months into the pregnancy yeah. when I took that picture. Yeah. I had already contacted her, but I was waiting for the bump to actually... Protrude. Yes, before I took those pictures. Mm. So I spoke to her. She agreed. I went to her house, did the setup, and then we took the oh, pictures. Oh, okay. So the setup was actually in, in her, her house, not wow. studio. I, it it was a model, like mobile studio. I okay. You set did it up. the setup okay. in her house. But personally, to me, it was really powerful. Like the I person met her, and then I told her how nice it was and she was like she's posted it and people have issues with it she knows takradi people there. like she doesn't really she's a person who doesn't really care about those things yeah she's like that yeah um i got a lot of in quote beating Mm -hmm. for that okay especially from my christian brothers Brothers. and sisters yeah i actually had to exit from some of the whatsapp groups i was in because Uh, some of them were talking Use it, too trash. much. <laughs> <laughs> and what they were saying mm. was very hurtful. Okay. So I just, I didn't want to cause any mm. commotion. To, mm. I just deleted myself. Okay. And I've not been on those platforms. One of them is even an entrepreneurial platform. I had a wow. friend who is a photographer. Um... He's never commented on my pictures. 
He's never liked them. But the very moment I posted those pictures, he copied them from Facebook and posted them on the WhatsApp group I was part of. He didn't say anything. He just posted it. And people who knew that I was the one who took those pictures started talking. Eventually, he came out and then he said something about the pictures and went through all scripture with me. I know my scriptures. I'm not that naive. So I also replied. But they wanted me to accept the fact that I had done something wrong. But I told them to their face, there's, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong. It's actually like, this it's something art. they do behind closed doors. But when they get to the public domain, they want to carve it at something evil. I don't know. Oh, a lot of people. Like, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. A lot of photographers. Yes. They do behind closed doors. But when it comes out in the public domain they want to uh, portray it as evil so after after taking that good note like do you get con do you get messages from people like want to take pictures like that uh, not really not really not because yet. i had already made my point clear that i'm not a fan of nude pictures okay. i mean if you're not pregnant even with the pregnancy there are a lot of pictures i can take yeah not necessarily nude that is how far I can go. After making that post clear, nobody has actually PM'd me for mm, okay. any of such pictures. Okay. I've actually had to take pregnancy pictures, mm -hmm. but not known. I have not posted all uh, of them I, yet. I want to ask this. I think now almost everybody has a camera, right? <laughs> Especially the ladies. They do have cameras, and then they are using these cameras to take nude here and there and then it's it kind of becoming like our our, our societies kind of become like we are okay with the nude do you think like how can we address things like that how can we address from the point of a photographer people want to be popular mm. and mm -hmm. they want followers mm -hmm. social media has actually influenced a lot of bad choices that especially the ladies are making in terms of posting content on social media. Mm -hmm. Some of them want fame. Yeah. There was just a, re a recent um, happening with a certain lady. I'm not, I, I don't want to. Is I'm it Rashida? Sure. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, I think that people want attention. People want fame especially the ladies mm. and the only way they can do that i mean one of the ways the fastest way is to do that mm -hmm. if you get a very good photographer who can take note pictures of you and you splash them on social media you're going to get a lot of likes mm. people are going to share them they will know your name and you'll be on top of the world well, some, 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 some times we don't know their names Yes, because you you didn't know their name, mm. and they want you to know their name. They decide to do that. Okay. Um, that's a little I can say. I think the Western culture has also influenced because 
you ask some girls and they'll tell you that's how Kim K got famous. That's how this woman got famous. So it's now in Africa. She's trying to do her quota to support <laughs> new pictures out there. Yes. Make it thrive very well. <laughs> so that's that's what they are actually doing now to support whatever is out there. Okay, yeah, so it's bad. It's bad. It's no, bad. No one should do that. If you are listening to us, don't do that. Mm, our listeners, please, our executive producer, Yao Inchi, he said, don't share your nude pictures. Thank you. Okay, okay, we are interviewing someone. Okay, okay so aside um, the photography, like the photography as, as a whole, do you do something like videos? and? Yes, um, I've started doing videos. Mm. I'm also learning from that. Um, I do videos as part of my uh, wedding packages, okay. but I have not actually zoomed in fully. Mm. So, uh, because you need a lot of equipment, mm. better ones, and you need to train yourself too. Mm. And because I'm learning in that aspect, I have not actually zoomed in fully. Mm. I can do them. And I have also taken up this name for that. That okay. I mm. want to call myself cinegrapher. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay. So the first time I met this man was in my church. Okay, I was seated. I he was actually trying to take a picture of the bride, and then he stood on something. So I was thinking in my head, what if he falls? <laughs> so I just tapped him, and I was like. Like you can fall. I don't know if he remembers or something. Anglican church. Yvonne. Anglican. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I was just thinking in my head, <laughs> like I want to know: Are you aware of such risk? And is it that sometimes you don't care about yourself or you forget about yourself? Yes, we are aware of such risks, but mm. they are calculated risks. Interesting. You don't just take risks. Okay. For taking sake. Okay. For that sake. Um, I will look at my environment mm. before I make any decision okay. like that. If I want to take a particular picture, mm. and the only way is to climb a tree, Junior I will do that. Okay. Yes. So there are risks involved, but mm. they are calculated risks. Wow. Do you feel appreciated? Like, is your art appreciated? Yeah, sure, I do. Family, friends, and critics. Is it is it paying off? Yeah, it's paying off by the grace of God. It's really paying off. It's really paying off. That is why I zoomed in full time into photography. So, um, how do you? I mean, like, <laughs> I, I I saw the way, uh, the pregnancy photo and everything. And I know I met him at um, Akuma Plaza mm. during Norbert Bosu's programs, one of Norbert Bosu's programs. I was with my boss, EC Media. So I want to know, like, how do you really drive your concept for your photographies or your pictures? Okay, let me single out wedding. Mm. Okay. Um, I talk to the client. Okay. For example, um, if you want pre-wedding photos. Mm. I'll, I'll ask you, how do you guys meet? Mm. 
Well, we met at the stadium. It was a convention. Then I'll take you to the stadium <laughs> and take pictures of you there. Wow. Oh, we met in the trotro. She mm -hmm. actually insulted me and we spoke. I spoke gently to her. Thank you. Eventually, <coughs> we exchanged contacts and that was how it all started. Thank I'll you. take you to the trotro station okay. to tell a story. and then we will tell that story there. Do a picture. Yes. Wow. So most of my concepts are based on what actually happens or goes on or happened in the life of my clients. Okay. So do you draw concepts from um, elsewhere for such, such uh, shots? Yes. Um, because of social media, <laughs> I'm allowed to look at the work of other photographers. Yeah. I usually love the whites. Mm. The, their environment is very clean. Yeah. Their pictures are clean. Do you have to sometimes clean when you want to take a picture, a place? Like you have to. Yeah, take sometimes. <laughs> Challenges. You sometimes. are not asking, but they are coming out one by one. Yeah, hour. all these things are part of photography. I mean, before you can take a very good picture mm. and your environment doesn't suit you, okay. you can rearrange the place. Wow. You can clean the place before taking your pictures. Back to using the wedding, like drawing concept from how couples met. Which one has been the craziest? Like a couple, how they met, being the craziest for you to shoot? Mm. Um. There are a lot, I so he has to think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was a beach. Um, It was a beach setting. Yes, be beach setting. Are you talking about just wedding or any? You're any you're, other. You're using the wedding aspect. Like, like wedding like, aspect. Like, like we met, we met in a bar or something like that. Like the a concept hands. Like that was the craziest like, we on. I actually met a couple whose pre-wedding pictures had to be in four segments. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> that was my first time I was challenged by a couple who actually love photos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't just like it. They love photos. So they had to change four times. Wow. And we had to use four different locations wow. for their pictures. If you're on Instagram right now or Facebook, you can, you can actually see them. Um, we went to, um, Takwari Golf Club and we took pictures there. Mm. I took a golfy scene of the two of them. Okay. And their color was red and white. I'm a red and white fan. <laughs> <coughs> so we went to Takwari Golf Club, okay. took pictures there. And last hour beach, okay. took pictures there. Then we went to Protea Select, <laughs> took pictures there. Powerful location. And then somewhere at Beach Road, okay. and then we took pictures there okay. as well. That would be the craziest. So, 
uh, upon getting your contract. You people are stealing my show. <laughs> upon getting the oh. <laughs> upon, upon getting the uh, contract, um, being a first timer, how were you able to? I mean, charge the people as your client. You mean this this particular couple? No, like your um, ever since you started Fine. photography, how how were you able to? Let's say coming from the first person who gave you a job to do, how were you able to charge the people? Because um, I don't know what they are. They are Sometimes some they uh, process. I, I, feel, I feel this is a personal question he wants to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Make it personal. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I had to talk to photographer friends who were already in the business. Mm-hmm and know their charges and then just advise myself from there Um, in terms of contract agreement forms and stuff like that there are templates there are templates on the websites i'm sorry internet that you can actually um have access to change to suit your environment. Mm-hmm. I love the whites because they are precise with everything. Mm-hmm. And all their formalities are on on, on, on point. Okay. So I took a form from one foreign photographer, read through, and then made changes, a lot of changes to suit my work in Ghana. Mm-hmm. But in terms of pricing, I contact any photographer, I, or I will contact any photographer friend of mine who is already in the business, know their charges or their rates, and then advise myself based on the purpose for which I am charging. So, so starting, like, if, if you are to mention, like, three websites that helped you in the process of developing from an amateur photographer to now, like, three websites that helped you. The first one should be YouTube. YouTube, okay. The second one is Facebook. Okay. And then the third one is Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, all social media networks. Yeah, all social media networks. Okay. Okay, so mm, fast forward to your anniversary. <laughs> like, it's, it's very unique, I must say, because I've mm. never seen any photography business, and it was packed. Like, I, I didn't have a chance to go. <laughs> I actually saw your cake the one who baked it was like daniel and chibonogua <laughs> like oh no <laughs> like we have a show we have to come to and all that so i wish i was there but you actually revealed your logo i think there was a change yeah so how how did all that come up okay um i'm a graphic designer mm. like i said my first business has to do with Branding, graphic design, and printing. So I designed my logo myself. Mm. And I took that from the name that I placed on my photography business. So the first logo I designed was unique because Mm. you have a symbol of the seed inside a shutter. Okay. The, there is a common symbol called shutter, shutter yeah. that represents yeah. almost every photographer or any fo- almost every photography logo has mm. a shutter mm. in it. Mm. Um, I had that seed icon inside 
The shatan. And the explanation I gave was, if you have sown a good seed, or a seed on a fertile ground, mm. the shatter is my fertile ground, okay. and then the seed inside the shatter is like the seed in the ground. Okay. If you want to sow a seed, you don't just put it on in the ground. The you have to dig and then put the seed inside. Okay. So from a status point of view, because I was starting photography, mm. I designed my logo in such a way that the seed will be in the ground. Mm. And with time, as I see progress, I will take the seed out of the ground and then... So it's, it's going to keep happening? Yes, okay. with time. Okay. Next year, next two years, next three years, depending on the rate of my progress okay. in the photography industry, okay. my logo will be augmented or okay. will be changed. So, Joe, you can actually follow up on that because there was a lot of food. That's the aspect you like. <laughs> okay, so you can follow up or I'll tell you because me, I'm an ardent follower of <laughs> Abapa and Phonography. Thank you. Thank how, you. how was the patronage like? It was massive. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't expecting that. So even after the critique, they still came. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll come. <laughs> Not everybody will criticize you. Mm -hmm. I mean... Not everybody will bash you. I wouldn't call Some that. Appreciate. I wouldn't call that criticism. Okay. Yeah, because it was bashing. Mm. Um, the patronage was excellent, hundred percent. Or okay. let me say, one hundred and one percent. Obeyama inside Koho. Okay. So before you take leave of us, okay, mm. give us like three of the principles that has guided you to such excellence? Okay. My number one mm. and premier should be being different. Okay. I have an aim in life and I would like to share it to the world. Okay. One of it, or the first one, is to retire at the age of 40, God Eesh. willing. That's early. Yes. I have like nine years to actually come Retire. to, yeah. And from the look of things, by the grace of God, that is possible. It's really possible. Why that? Yes, because I want to zoom in to ministry. Okay, okay. I want to do God's work. Okay. I love children. Okay. And I want to start something with that okay. a children's ministry okay. so that should start with my family my mm. family will be my ministry mm. my wife and kids yeah. that will be my first point of call okay. so at the age of 40 God willing I want to retire Powerful. I will retire from active work so one of my um, principles in life is to be different there are a lot of people who are doing what you are doing. Mm. You can't just join the flow. You have to be ahead of the flow. You need to be ahead of the game. Okay. But if you are starting up, you know that you are starting from somewhere. Mm. One of these principles, being different, has really helped me. 
in my not just in my businesses mm. but in every aspect of my life yeah. don't just do things that people are doing do it differently okay. find a way to do it differently in that way you'll be ahead of the game okay. or you'll be ahead of the flow and the second one will be the second one has to do with learning studying probing into what you are doing okay. you can't just wake up all of a sudden start doing something mm. you need to know what you are doing knowledge is powerful okay. knowledge is is one of the things the bible admonishes us to have, to have or acquire so i study if i'm interested in something mm. i will make sure i study it okay. And I think that I can self-study or teach mm. myself mm. if I am really interested in that particular thing. Okay. Apart from going to school, which I encourage everyone to do, okay. if I feel the need that I can, well, I can do this on my own. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I'll make sure I study. Studying is one of the principles. Okay. Hard work is the next one okay hard work is the next one um, you can't afford to be lazy and expect to get to the top mm-hmm. ever since I completed senior high school I have had to stay up very late because I was studying and this ha- just became a, a sort of a norm I was doing this Almost all the time. And see, Waba Kamoho, it's become a part of me to stay up late. Up until this day, I sleep as late as 4 a.m. Mm. And then wake up at maybe 7 or 8 mm. and go to work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If Madantama, that should be around 10 o'clock. But if there is work to be done or if I have to study, I will stay up up all night. Because the environment is clear, serene, quiet. You don't have any disturbance to interfere in your studies. So I get to study and study very well. I ask a lot of questions. So in my field of interest... If there's an expert or someone who is knowledgeable in my field, I'll make sure that I ask questions. Okay. I have mentors, but some of them don't even know me. Mm-hmm. I have not even been in contact with them. So they are mentors from afar. Afar. I, I, I study from them. But they don't know but you But they are. don't know me. Yeah. Okay. And studying is also very important. Mm. Very, very important. Okay, so that brings us to an end of a very insightful interview with Mr. Francis of Abapa Infonography. If you didn't take anything away, his three principles were being different, learning, and hard work. And he said something that caught me. He said, you can't be lazy and expect to get to the top. So, listeners, you have to challenge yourself. 
you have to go the extra mile before you can achieve whatever you want to become. You are probably young and ambitious, but you are not ambitious enough. So get working, start something, and then keep pushing. Okay, so this is the end of the entrepreneur segment and we'll be bringing you the next segment next week so you stay tuned on whatsapp you can before we move on to that we would want to take your social media handles how can we find you your okay. number two um on facebook i mm. use abapa and phonography okay for my photography business okay and then my personal um, page is I am the infographer. The I am the is one word, mm. and infographer is another word. So okay. I am the infographer. Okay. That is on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle is abapa underscore goodies. Okay. okay. Abapa underscore goodies. Okay. I'm so, also on Pinterest. Okay. As Abapa Infonography. Okay. What of your business line if someone wants to? Use? Yes, if you need to contact me, um, you can reach me on 020-90-50-808. Okay. So I take that again, 020-90-50-808. So if you want to have your wedding pictures taking your pre-wedding photo shoot, anything about photography, you can Reach him on zero two zero nine zero five zero eight zero eight. That will be the end of our interesting uh, interview with Mr. Francis. And thank you so much for making thank time you for us. For having me. You've really blessed the youth of Takradi and then those who are going to be listening to the podcast too. So thank you so much for making time. I said like Sundays it's very difficult to get people out, but. You've made time for us. God bless you. Thank you too for having me. God bless you too. Okay. So on social media, you can find the Young and Ambitious Show on... Yeah, on Facebook is Young and Ambitious Show. On Twitter and Instagram at YHOGH. Our website is com. And you can even email us on YHOGH at com. Yeah. So the podcast is comes live every Tuesday. Log on to SoundCloud first. But then I say SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Tuning.com and Player.fm. Player.fm and all of that. Oh, let's not forget. Mm. Let me also tell people about my social media handles. <laughs> You've not got to that part. <laughs> oh. yes. Thank God we are not even getting to that part. You are hyping yourself on the show. My mom will Okay, what what do you want to say? Okay, so listeners, thank you so much for listening to us. Today we were supposed to talk about... You don't remember? <laughs> okay, I got you on the spot. But we would want to shift that to next week, oh? Yeah, yeah. Next week. Because we are way behind time. We yeah, have more to leave. Joe, or you'd want us to do something small about it. No, we are far behind time. As in... As in it's left just five minutes. Okay. But all that I want to tell my listeners is that next week you have the exclusive interview <laughs> between myself and Kane Money, the, the co-founder. The man who is in trouble. <laughs> the, He's not the, in trouble. The, the co-founder of uh, Origin Group. Yeah. The man who dreams 
that um, the origin group com of companies will be mm. 100 billion dollars in by the year 2040. Oh, sir. 100 billion dollars. He, he, he do uh, he work the talk. That that's how I see him. You you next week next week the the interview will really whet your appetite. Okay. Will you just mellow all those bashing that I was talking about? Okay. So I read I read it online. And you read so it, but that's how you hear it. I even learned some of his workers are stopped working for the Oh, you are lying. I learned. You I learned. Then forget it. Okay, so that's the two guys. There are a lot here, but the two <laughs> Oa Enchi and Joel battling it out. Yes, yeah, so that's Joel but promising this, you. This episode fourteen. We have how many episodes? Like four more. Three. We have three. Only three. three. Yeah. Okay. Hey, and I have. Okay, so that's Joel promising you a very interesting edition of his entrepreneur stories next week with Kane Money. Yeah. Okay, so I'm also promising you a very great segment. Probably next week, they won't try to steal my show. And then once again, since he's not gone, we would like to say a very big thank you for coming to the studios. Here is from the whole Young and Ambitious crew motivating you. This is a live recording on... Radio Premier 100.5, the ultimate lifestyle. You have to feel free to come and be a part of Great Weekend. Bye-bye.